0: hi welcome to an episode called more mama's boy and this is what i'll put on every now and then for you when you have a request to do something else we have a special interview or uh you know just it's just it's not like a typical show so this is your first time this is not the right one to start with especially this one okay uh, just a heads up that all of the certified fans get these episodes days earlier than anybody else. So if you're not a certified fan, go to CertifiedMamasBoy.com, click on Fans, and you can join today and support the show. And I would love to send you this episode earlier than anybody else. I would. I would. If you're not a fan, I still want you to enjoy it. And I had so many requests for this episode, so here it goes. Uh, I played this a couple of weeks ago, just one of these, ep- one of these clips. Um, Miguel Fuller who I used to work with used to do a segment called ambient up bedtime stories where he would literally take an ambient and what you're supposed to do is go instantly to bed but if you don't you kind of go into this hypnotic state and so we would purposely keep him up and then ask him to tell bedtime stories and record him into the mic and play him back on the radio um, probably one of the most talked about things we ever did on the radio and I think you're going to see why. Just Even listening back to these, they're, they're very timely. Like they come, Most of these come from 2010 or 2011. You're going to notice real fast the, the references are not going to make a lot of sense because they were very timely at the time. Uh, but the ridiculousness just stays right where it needs to be. So enjoy a quick compilation of some of the best of Miguel Fuller and the ambient up bedtime stories next. Miguel is on this sleeping pillow that is called Ambien and Holly I guess there's not much more than needs to really be said no he just you know stumbles off into the weird world of his subconscious but Miguel can stories. swear to you he does not know any of this he does not he doesn't I don't let him listen to these before we play them back I listen to, them to make sure it doesn't cuss too much but I will tell you that he cusses in this one what, what? yeah I was no. shocked, too. Usually you don't. No. Because at least you can hold yourself together, man. PG, <laughs> PG-13 rating on this, okay? No. PG-13 rating as we head into another Ambient oh, Up man. Bedtime Story with Miguel.
1: There are many people who think, oh, Uncle Miguel, he ain't never had nobody, but the one person he did, they went and got married to a woman, now gonna give birth to a little baby boy. Goodness! This you, is gonna, uh, you did. You that, do it. You that, went there. That is
0: true. Yes. By the way. Uh, it all comes it's out. girl's only boyfriend turned straight, and, and now is married with a baby. Uh, continue.
1: But no child. There is an old flame, an old passion that was ignited long, long eons ago. It all started in a lit town in Costa Rica yes Costa Rica baby yes I was a wee little yad what? I was actually a lot skinnier than what I am now and we were backpacking our way through beautiful Costa Rica and I was talking to other people in my tour group this man he has fine cocoa skin broad shoulders long torso, he says, hi, I'll be Ricky Martin. Yes, that was the very first time Ricky Martin and I set eyes on each other. So this is a little secret that I don't think anyone ever knew about. I was with Ricky Martin for two years, yes, this whole spish posh about him being out declaring his homosexuality while I was there first, ladies and gentlemen, and it was good. We left Costa Rica two days earlier than everyone else. He popped me into his private jet. He wanted to meet my mother, Miss Jackson. Hey, Miss Jackson, this is my new boyfriend, Ricky Martin. Ooh, girl, Ricky Martin, I loved you when you was in Manudo, and you were doing those little... Yes, thank you, Mom, okay. So then I showed him around the sights and the sounds, and it was just absolutely beautiful. One day, he was taking me for a stroll. We were walking around hand in hand, and he was telling me how he was so excited that he had ever found such a fine black man. Yes, he had found his black man. I said, thank you, sir. I had to go to the restroom. I went to the restroom. came out. Ricky? Ricky Ricky where are you? Ricky? I could not find him. I, I, I searched over and over and over and I just I kept searching everywhere in the woods for Ricky But I could not find him anywhere. I called the police and I say can you find Ricky Martin? And they laugh. They laugh <laughs> Oh God. and it took me two weeks to get over it and then three weeks later i was on perezhilton.com and i see ricky martin that trick on a beach vacation with some other little trick so then it was over I destroyed every picture I had with Ricky Martin, and I have my memoirs ready to publish of how I, Miguel Franklin Fuller, had a long, full affair with one Mr. Ricky Martin. Livin'
0: la vida loca, that bitch! Here we go. Another at bedtime story with Miguel. Gosh, I just can't believe all this Tracy Morgan
1: stuff going on. Uh, it just makes me so tired thinking about this. Huh. I mean, how can we just sit there and bash, bash gay people? Say all those mean and hateful things. I don't think, at the end of the day, that Tracy Morgan understands exactly what he was talking about because let me tell you the men who have sex with other women I got yo number oh, and I don't like it and I'm changing it <laughs> <laughs> straight guys are so disgusting oh, wow. let me tell you why when i walk into a damn bathroom and i sit down <laughs> and i'm sitting there having a moment between me and the porcelain god when i'm done if i need to get over and get some toilet paper but there's none there oh oh i am pissed and it's normally because some street guy didn't have the smartness to put a damn roll of toilet paper on the stand you're dumb something else that just pisses me off when it comes to straight people they act like gay is a a transferable disease. Like if I walk down 23rd Street and I start shooting out rainbows out of my eyes and my fingers (laughs) that all of a sudden everybody in Panama City is going to be gay. Hell no, if you see a gay boy at the club or out in public, oh, you don't need to move to the side of the street. He ain't going to do nothing to you. Let me tell you something. you ain't cute that gay boy is looking at your best friend who's hot but you know what we have enough respect that we won't come on to you like you are so afraid of but we will take a picture of your butt as you're walking away and <laughs> post it on facebook but regardless straight guys understand gay people are not out to take you behind the the alleyway and get that (laughs) ill-na-na, absolutely not. So if I want you to just remember one little thing about this straight, guys, at the end of the day, just shut your mouth.
0: (laughs) And that was it. And that's it.
1: Oh, another classy, that classy. That how the end of
0: that. Miguel, how do, you, how do you want to respond to that? You know, Tracy Morgan had to respond to his.
1: There is no response. Just know that us gay guys are looking at you, and we are taking
0: a picture <laughs> to put on Facebook. <laughs> so Miguel made a shocking confession last night that apparently it's uh, not only Congressman Weiner who has sent out the uh, lewd and inappropriate pictures. Yes. But Miguel's done the same thing oh, yep. earlier. We call these the ambient up bedtime stories. So yesterday, Congressman Weiner finally comes clean mm-hmm. in a yeah. press conference that maybe his Twitter account was not hacked. Last Friday night I tweeted a photograph of myself that I intended
1: to send as a direct message as part of a joke to a woman in Seattle. Oh. Once I realized I had posted it to Twitter, I panicked. I took it down and said that I had been hacked. I then continued with that story to stick to that story, which was a hugely regrettable mistake. This woman was unwittingly dragged into this and bears absolutely no responsibility. I am so sorry to have disrupted her life in this way. To be clear, the picture was of me, and I sent it. I am deeply sorry for the pain this has caused my wife, Huma, and our family, and my constituents, my friends, supporters, and staff.
0: Yeah. Mm. Now it's just sad. That's a sad wiener. Oh. Listen. (laughs) Okay. Miguel, you must have been watching this on TV before you fell asleep last night, or before you took your Ambien, because this is where it went down a bad path.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I'm a big fan of CNN, mm-hmm. and so that's all they talked about last night.
0: Well, here's the thing, is that this is the first time Miguel's ever passed out at the end of an Ambien story. Like, usually he can make it to the very end. It wasn't actually the end that he passed out this, at- I mean, he like halfway through the story, he passes out. Um, yes, he did. Ladies and gentlemen, your Ambien no Bedtime story.
1: Wiener, wiener, not a damn chicken dinner. Let me tell you about this man, because everybody today in the media is this your? <laughs> no, is this yours? Or what about this one? Does this belong to you? All of these guys are acting like they have no clue about what they went through. Let me tell you a little story, my friends, about some pictures. What I can tell you is that I myself have sent a lot of pictures. My pictures is so far reached, it's practically part of the Washington Monument in Washington, D.C., because my pic has been around for that long. <laughs> what? I'm telling you. So here's how it starts. You're texting, and you're going back and forth. It's great. And then someone offers you a job and you're like, cool, I'ma take it. You go there, and then you realize you gotta text everybody on staff to train to change shifts. <laughs> so you change shifts with your text messages. And what just happened to pop up in one of these text messages? Your p. <laughs> <laughs> your <laughs> pops up in the picture when you don't want anybody to see it. It's happened to me five times. (laughs) I send a picture to Governor Rick Scott. You did not. (laughs) I did. I promise you. When he was campaigning across Florida, he came to Panama City. I said, hey, what's up, Shawnee? I work in the media. I work for Island 106. Let me send you a picture. He said, no! Miguel. Miguel passed I out. just got dropped out of the unicorn
0: and <laughs> i And Miguel passed out right there.
1: Yeah. I think that was the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
0: The moral of the story... Don't ever trade shifts with Miguel. No! Okay. no. This time, it went a little deeper than I thought. It was a confession. It was a HUGE confession. This is <sighs> a BOMBSHELL. Funny thing is, Miguel doesn't remember telling me stories. Oh, he never does. I no. don't know anything. Let's cuddle up mm. for another Ambient Up Bedtime story Okay, with Uncle Miguel.
1: I have a confession to make.
0: I, I
1: have felt horribly about this for the longest of times. And I, quite frankly, didn't know how to tell you this. I... I'm not proud of this, and I'm sorry to Maria, but I had an affair with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Our friendship, our relationship developed into this humongous thing. You know, in all honesty, when you really think about it, and what really makes me upset, is knowing that Arnold Schwarzenegger would have never done the movie the terminator if it weren't for me we were sitting at his house and so i i the script came to him and i said listen arnold you've got to take this movie you got to take it and so he decided to take it now let me tell you What really sucks about this, okay? That hussy, Maria Shriver, has just weaseled her way into the picture thinking that just because she comes from the Kennedy family that she can actually have a say in this relationship. Well, let me tell you something, bitch. You ain't got...
0: Oh, my God.
1: Arnold had a room for me at the top of his house. Girl, you don't know. I have been places. I have seen things. So... I'm, I I have the bedroom at the top of the mansion where Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger with their kids are living, but I'm kept a secret. <laughs> well, I was slowly coming to the point to where I said, you know, I really can't do this anymore. I, I have to move on. That... Consuela came walking on in, sashaying her high heels and her maid's outfit, thinking that she was going to go after my man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I said, hell no. So I stayed in the attic. (laughs) That's where I've been for the past 10 years. I've been in the attic of Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> mansion for the past 10 years, and only did I come out when I heard about this job <laughs> in Panama City. <laughs> so I don't want you to be fooled and thinking, you know, that it's just between Maria Shriver and Consuela, and, you know, you're thinking, oh, these two poor women. What about me? I lived in that damn attic for ten years, and what do I get for it? Nothing. So I tell you, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. Oh boy!
0: So I was able to find one of these episodes. Obviously, the ones you just heard were from the actual radio, and we took—I mean, these stories could go on for a while, and we get them down to about maybe two minutes. Well, I found one that was completely uncut and uncensored and maybe the most ridiculous. So this last one is really how he would record them in real time.
1: <laughs> you all have been fooled this entire time. You thought you knew Everyone prances around thinking I know Miguel I know where he's been I know what he's done But nobody knows the truth There were about six months in my life Are unaccounted for It's like I dropped off the face of the earth. This happened right after I graduated from college. I was supposed to take my nice, cushy radio job in Savannah, Georgia. But no, I decided to take a different route. I moved to Pakistan. Mm Mm-hmm, that's right. I got my MacBook... I got my red suitcase, I grabbed my Tina Turner CD, and I kicked it on over to Pakistan. Now, I didn't know what I was going to do over there. I mean, talk about fish out of freaking water. So, I'm going out, trying to talk to some of the locals, not really feeling the vibe, don't know what's going on. So then I go to this place. It's called... The Richard. And I was like, okay, The Richard. That sounds like a fun time. I want to go to The Richard. So I go into The Richard, and I'm sitting at the bar, and they're trying to serve me up some crazy Pakistani drink. I don't know what's going on. Then this guy looks over. He's like, how you doing, little shiny? I'm like, So we established this nice little conversation. I'm like, you know, so what's up? What's your name? He goes, you know what? Don't worry about that. I said, okay. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm in a new country. I got my passport. What you want to do, baby? And he said, let's go. So we left the Richard. (laughs) And we went back. To his tent. This old bitch didn't even have a house. He had a tent in a cave. But I did it. I followed his ass back to the tent in the cave. And he said, don't you worry, little boy. I got some water and some um, steak. We don't eat meat. But we got plenty of things for you to eat. We got some bean pies. So, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, this is the craziest experience of my life right now. So, we're sitting down, and he hands me a cocktail, and he's drinking his cocktail. And he's like, you know, there's a reason why I took interest in you. And I'm thinking, holy crap, I'm about to have my first hookup in Pakistan. Like, this is this is awesome. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. You have this spirit about you that I can't really pinpoint. And I would like for you to be my drag mother. Excuse me. What the is a drag mother? Well... I want you to dress me up every night, put makeup on, do my hair, get my corset on, and when I have to tape my penis to the back of my butt, I want you to be there to help me. <laughs> I said, you know what, that's, that's fine, I, I can do that, but you know... Before we get through all this You know And I'm gonna Be having my hand Taping your penis to your butt Oh my god Like What's your name dude? Like I don't I don't know anything about you And then It was as if The heavens opened up He said Well Clearly I had a pedicure yesterday So I know I'm looking a little fresh But if you looked hard enough You'd see that I am Osama Bin Laden. Oh my god. Oh, 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 oh! So you telling me that you want me to tape Osama bin Laden's penis to the back of his pants so he can be a drag queen? Yes. Oh! Needless to say, I took the job, <laughs> and I helped Osama Bin Laden become Contessa Osadin. that was his drag name, and he performed not in dance clubs, these were in different caves across Afghanistan and Iraq. They were quite happening. So that's about a six-month excursion in my life and times with Osama bin Laden. But the one important part that we should take away from this, I mean, this, this is the kicker. I mean, this is the thing that makes me think, Wow, I knew that man. On the very last day of his performance, and he was on the stage and he was whipping his hair out and he was pumping out fistfuls of glitter I mean it was just amazing and I'm off to the side cheering him on wonderful go Osama he comes off stage and he says listen I love you I love everything about you But I want you to lose some weight <laughs> I said Ozama You want me to lose weight? That's what you got to say After all this You tell me That I'm supposed to lose some weight He goes What well, I just wanted to make that little, little You know That suggestion for you now bitch that was the last time I spoke to Osama Bin Laden right outside that fashion door in Paris England
0: (laughs) all right there you go Your more mama's boy episode love it if you would subscribe how about tell a friend text it to a friend if they want to laugh today or maybe you think this episode is ridiculous and you'll never listen again I don't know I'm not sure how it's gonna play out (laughs) but See you tomorrow for another episode of You Still Like Us.